Jacob Chastain, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Actually, more of a request. We're starting a new year. Almost everybody here is, I would say. <laughs> and uh, I want to know, what kind of advice would you give teachers? Maybe three tips for how to begin this new year. What to? What, what do you think they should be doing, thinking, saying, acting, whatever? What are three tips that you wouldn't mind sharing with us since you're the be all expert as I've heard you know I uh what's funny is this is actually probably a good timing to ask this because I need to think about this for the teacher teachy intro because that's what I usually oh, well. do I, I frame that show by the intros and the closers right it's like I have a focus for a season and I kind of operate within that and two years ago when COVID was going down I was basically like, this is going to be the time we find out who is teaching for the right reasons. That was exactly what I said. (laughs) And then after that, it was, we got to come together, right? Because everything fell apart, it seemed like. Politically, socioeconomically, school-wise, it was just, everything was falling apart. And I was like, what will define us is coming together. And that's when I really, I tried that whole season to kind of bring on a bunch of different voices. And this one... And this is kind of my mantra is I feel like the the advice is you – this is the time to rebuild in massive ways. So I'm going to break that down into three points of advice, I think. Let's try. Let's see if I can think through this. So number one is yourself, right? How do you rebuild and or capitalize on what's already doing well? What is it that is happening in your space that you really love? And how do you double down on that to increase it to gain maximum results? I think that is – I think that's that's point number one, to keep that momentum going, but double down, right? I'm a strong believer in uh, focus on your strengths and uh, work on your weaknesses over time. I think, some, I think sometimes we get crippled by uh, this idea that we have to fix all of our problems or all of our faults at once. I don't agree. I think do, do what you're good at. If you're on a great team, people balance each other out very nicely. Y'all know this, right? You know this. You balance me mm-hmm. out in a variety of ways. Um, doesn't mean I ignore my faults. It just means my focus is on my strengths. So number one, increase that and double it. Number two, uh, build something with others, right? So first yourself to start communing with people, bring in this energy. You know, we had a, our training not too long ago for craft and drafting. One of the conversations was really working on teams and and putting stuff together, bringing people together. I think that is the the second most important thing is really latching on and saying, what can we do together? What do we do with this mess, right? It's I feel like we've had several years of what the heck's going on. I think it's time to figure out what the heck's going on, right? If we don't have it, you got to get it. You got to figure out where you are going um, and and take that next step, right? And that decision, it is, it's not going to be the same for everybody, Our team's going to be different than their team. Their team's going to be different than someone else's team. You have to figure out what your school needs, what your students need, how do y'all do it together. And then number three is I think we have to as – and this is kind of a wide one for me. And this is where my mind inevitably goes is we have to get better about spreading the joy of education, Everything is so negative around teaching, and it's partly because we're in a very heated political time, so 
education is just happens to be on the, the docket of politics right now. So that's kind of influencing a lot of the conversations. But we control the narrative. We're in the building, right? What we say online about our jobs, about our leadership, about our students, that stuff gets reflected. And I've said this for years at this point, but I think teachers should do more to share the good news. It doesn't mean, again, ignore the bad. It doesn't mean, you know, create this, you know, quote unquote, toxic positivity where you're just saying positive things to say positive things. But more so, it's we people don't understand what schools are, right? They just think it's this hell hole where you send kids and teachers are dying at the front just trying to get stuff done. And it's just not true. You know, there is a lot of hardship and there's a lot of things that probably should change, but in general, I you know, on our campus for instance, People are happy, right? When we're in the hallways, we're smiling, we're laughing, we're yeah. listening to music, we're dancing. You know, there are times mm-hmm. where we'll gather in a circle and it's like, oh my God, what is happening? This is all blowing up right now. But then we laugh and we walk away and we come back the next day, right? And that joy, though, is something we have to get better about talking about. And it's it's kind of my passion of why I even podcast in general is is sharing that love and that happiness. It's also the biggest, it's the best compliment. Today, I tweeted out, I said, man, I'm so excited for next year, right? And someone quote tweeted me and said, look at that Twitter, there's a happy teacher still. And I was like, you see, <laughs> but it's it's so funny because it's people, it there were so hungry for not lies, but for genuine honesty about education and the joy in it. And I think that, I think we let the negative, the negative people be, be far too loud. So those are my three. That's my three points for everyone. I don't know. Do you agree? Disagree? Let me know. Let me know. (laughs) Well, very good. Thank you there, Jacob. And welcome to Craft and Draft, everybody. I'm Pam Ochoa and that's Jacob Chastain. And Jacob, what are we talking about today? Today's a big one. Okay, so do you have some news for us? More ways than one, yeah. Do you want to share the news before, beginning, or after? I'll share it after the intro, but for people who don't know, this is Crafted Draft. We are one reading and writing workshop teacher and something else, but we'll talk about that in a second. But we love talking about reading and writing (laughs) workshop here over here on Crafted Draft. Join us on Patreon. You can get bonus episodes uh, that no one else hears except for patrons, bonus videos, everything else, access uh, to ask us questions first, and access to trainings like we just did one, which you can still get access to, by the way. Go to the link that's going to be in this post. It's going to be at the top of the website. Uh, It's called Virtual PD. Go click on that. You can still get access to our two-hour-long video talking about our first five days of workshop. That was our last episode. We put up the first day uh, of that, and that was really just you know a fifth of that video in that conversation. So if you want more of that, you can still get access to it. Message us if you have any questions. We can make that happen. But the people who've already had access to this and or support us over there on Patreon is as listed. We have Alicia, Brandy, Leah, Mark. Amy, Sarah, Rebecca, Courtney, Carol, Melissa, Destiny, Lori, Natalie, and Susan. They support this show. They make sure we can pay the bills to keep the podcast rolling. We do support them. They also help us kind of keep away ads. You know, ads isn't something we won't necessarily do on this show, but I like the idea of never having to resort Mm -hmm. to putting an ad on here, never having corporate masters, so to say, just us and you guys, and that way we can make this as focused on teaching as possible without all of the other fluff, which is what we try to do today. And we're going to do it on today's episode. So stick around, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a good one. All righty, Miss Ochoa. 
So for people who follow me on social media, they probably already know this at the time of listening to this episode. Because the announcement, if all things go well, will go up Monday, which is what? Is that August? Is August 1st? Monday? Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yep. We're in August. It's, we're already here. We're finished with July. And so at that point, it'll probably be up. But I am officially no longer with the district that I have been with since uh, kindergarten that I've worked in since the beginning of my teaching career, even when I changed schools for a hot second. Been here the whole time. Did an English teacher while I was a social studies teacher for one year, literacy coach, English teacher. But I'm moving up. I'm going on to administration, which I've talked about several times wanting to do, and I'm leaving the district. I'll be the assistant principal at a local high school, a huge high school, but a high school nonetheless. Um, and as of recording this, I haven't even, my first day is tomorrow. So we'll, we'll see what happens next time we record <laughs> and what those conversations are like. But this, you know, you, we felt like it'd be nice to address this because this means not only massive change for me, it means change in, honestly, I think a lot of my perspectives on certain things, I'm sure. Um, but it also means massive change for you, right? This is you. The first thing you did when you heard the news was, I hate you. You just straight up said, I'm did done I with you. Did I say I hate you? Did <laughs> no. I really say that? I probably did. <laughs> I mean, you know, he got me to his school. Yeah. Perfect team, bragged about it and ended it all in a matter of a year. So, talking about ups and downs, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we have here well, at Craft and Draft. And the interesting <laughs> thing was, I mean, for people that have been listening the whole time or have gone back and listened to old episodes, you know, we didn't start this together, right? We were at different schools. Right. And so, a lot of it was us coming together and comparing notes about, you know, how's Craft and Draft working where you're at? What lessons are working with you? How, are, how is your team working? How's my team working? Um, and then we got together for it. That was year two or the year one was separate. Year two was together literally. Uh, and now year three going on, uh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> no, I'm leaving. Doesn't mean I'm Congratu- leaving. Craft and well, first, of, first of all, let me congratulate you. I mean, you. I know, I know up until, I mean, even when we were doing that training the other day, you were still with us. You had not even yeah. had an interview yet. Mm-hmm. So all this has happened since that, that training we did live on Saturday and today. So I think you just found out because they approached you and how can you say no to something like that? Right. Yeah. I mean, it definitely did happen fast. It was something, you know, for people who weren't aware, you know, I had put in for stuff in our district um, mm-hmm. and I had pursued a couple positions. I had been talking to district leadership. And, you know, so first of all, I do want to say that there's literally no hard feelings anywhere. I love my district still. If I could, I would be there forever. Um, it's just a matter of what I need and whatnot. So that that's why I'm leaving. But we had these conversations uh, with people. And I had a lot of supporters in my corner. It just didn't work out for me for a couple different positions. And, um, so I just happened to put out my resume elsewhere. And I was kind of at the position where I was like, you know what, if nothing happens, if I don't go anywhere and I'm still in our district, I'm at our school, I know I, I, I could literally do this for the rest of my life. Right. I've said it multiple times. I was like, I'm in a good spot. I was like, I didn't get, uh, the specific position that I was looking for in our district for a variety of reasons. And then some other things didn't work out. And I was just like, you know what? That's fine. And I was happy. I was like, I can do this more. It's not my time. Let's go. And then I just happened to put in 
one last resume because I had a few out, right? Just to kind of check. Right. And there really was no nothing biting. Nothing was really enticing for me to go chase. You know, I was just kind of like, you know, we'll see what happens. And then after a series of uh, events, I put in one more. And that was the one that caught on. I was at a meeting. I was actually at our first as a de- department chair meeting. Yeah, right? our, our first department <laughs> chair meeting with our new principal. He used to be our assistant principal. Yeah, what a gift. Yeah, and you I'm sat there. He's a brand new principal, and you're at the meeting. And tell us what happened then. So I go. I just they they send me an email right asking for times for to interview, and it was like you know in two days or whatever or three days, whatever it was. And I just kind of show him the email, and he goes, "All right." Oh. Like, <laughs> Well, and so here's because here's the thing. They, they, well, he, they knew, right? He, in all honesty, he thought I was going to be gone anyway. They had already kind of planned that they had our previous principal and him. You know, they had had the conversation. Oh, Chastain's looking. You know, he's he's ready. Um, he's qualified. So he he's bound to find something if he really does search long enough or you know <laughs> reaches out there. Um, and then for for a hot second. I was like, nah, it's not going to happen. I'm going to be here. I'm your DC. Let's go. And then at that meeting that happens and he goes, okay. And then the interview happened and I called him right after the interview and I said, well, it went really well. I liked them a lot. You know, I can't be too sure, but it, it's looking good. And if they call, I'm probably, I'm, I didn't even say probably. I was like, I'm going to accept it. Cause I, I, I felt good about it. Right. I was really excited about the team, mm-hmm. the leadership, everything else. And then literally a few hours later, references started getting called, and then it happened. It happened so fast. And I was like, it's because we're, you know, we're about to start and everything, so they kind of wanted to get things going. But I think it was also just such a good fit that I think we all walked out of there super excited about the team that was about to get built. And so he, he knew in advance, so even though it was a downer for me to show him that instantly, but we had already had to replace one teacher because right. our, our eighth grade teacher found another opportunity. She left. Our partner, who we reference all the time, I know on the show, she was like, "Well, I'm going to go to eighth, so she goes to eighth, and so it's just me and you, and then I leave. So you're about to have two brand new people on your seventh grade team. Now, one's I, I believe a brand new teacher. One's she's been teaching for a while. She has a, an interesting what, background. Even has a book written. That's what I'm yeah. understanding. So it's uh, a, it's an interesting scenario what you have yourself in, but diff, far different than last year, where all three of us yeah. were extremely experienced and knew each other very well. This is a different world. Yeah. Now we're going back to where I usually am, and that's the <laughs> oldest one who has the most experience needing to mentor. So I don't have a problem with that. I, I'm okay with mentoring. I just haven't met. I haven't met them yet. I, mean, yeah, I guess I I'll haven't be meeting even, them this week. I haven't even met them. Well, I didn't meet the second one for obvious reasons. And now reasons. you're not going to. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'll probably pop by, you know, just peek in. <laughs> I don't know. I went by your room and it's gone. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, he wasted no time. I, I even, don't know when he moved his room, but I, it's I even, gone. I even took my name. I know. Don't think I didn't notice all of it. So... Part However, of that. you left your lights, so and I and I ordered some lights, oh, yeah, so I've got to study how you left your lights. So I got to put mine up. Well, I wasn't I was sure if anyone keep, was going to need them. Well, I was going to keep up with the Joneses, and the Jones left, so I got to at least look and see how you did yours. So maybe I can imitate the Jones. Yeah. Well, well just it, a phrase here that we say. It was funny because here's the thing for people who. 
have paid attention at all. This end of the year was really emotional for me, right? I think we talked about it at least for three weeks on the podcast. Two weeks we before did. and then a week after. <laughs> Everyone was like, all right, Chastain, we get it. You got to stop talking about this. <laughs> and so I closed it back up. And But that was like really – it was a huge deal because, you know, my eighth graders are moving on and all this other stuff. So this was right – this was such a right choice for more reasons than one. It was it was the right time. When I when I went for literacy coaching, that opportunity came to me because we do an event um, you know, at Teacher of the Year, it's called the Teacher of the Year Gala, right? And they show videos and stuff and the principal at that school saw my video and was like, we need him for literacy coaching, right? And they, and so they they reached out to me. So when I was sitting there in my room, I remember I was sitting with my wife. It was like, uh, uh, I guess it was after that, right? It was at the end of the year, right? So my wife, I don't remember what we were doing, but we were just sitting in my room and my principal came in at the time and he goes, I have sad news. And I go, oh God, what? <laughs> it's usually not a good sign. And he goes, uh, you know, the school wants you to be you know, they want you to interview for a literacy coach position. I was like, what the heck's a literacy coach? Right. You know what I was like? I had no idea. And so it was, it was an opportunity that came to me and I took it because, uh, it was, it was, I felt like I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like it was something, it was so, I mean, it was the end of my fourth year and I was being offered to coach and do all these other things. And I was like, well, I mean, I kind of have to. And so I left and, but the whole thing felt really, off, not in a negative, like the, the, you know, I was excited about the job and joining the team and everything, but it felt like I was making a mistake almost immediately. And now I wouldn't internalize that until later. Cause I, I've, I've told people that like by December of that year, I was already having talks with the principal saying I'm, I'm out. Cause I went up to her and I said, when do I like this job? <laughs> you know, and this is coming from someone who's super passionate. And I remember when that bell rang day one and I was like, Everyone kind of walked away. You had something to do. I was just standing there going, ah, crap. And I was sad because there was like, you know, there was like no kids. Like there was, it was such a weird position. There was a weird task, so to speak. And so it felt wrong like this whole time. Uh, and so I ended up leaving. But this and, oh, number another thing why that felt weird is because I loved that crew. It wasn't the crew that I always talk about. But that group, they were like my first favorites. You know what I mean? Like that was like mm-hmm. when – because it was when they were my teacher of the year kids. So it was like I was on fire. It was everything started to click with workshop right at that point. You know, and it was the height of where I was at that stage. And so when I left, it was like all of that got taken because now I was the new guy. I was doing something different. It was a, all of this. And all of them were still at the school. And I was just like – I just want to be there. I want to go back. And so I kept visiting and stuff all year. This one's different because the ties are different. You know, I still have kids that have moved on, but the, my main crew is up to high school. The principals changed. Um, there's, there's shift in just kind of district leadership a little bit. Uh, and even though I could work with you forever and be there forever, it was like, if there's a time, this is, it's now, you know what I mean? When everything's kind of, when there's a shift, it's like, you you feel the momentum of things just changing a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when the, the new principal, when she was great and the team was awesome and just the unique opportunity it was and moving up to high school and everything, I was like, well, this is it. This is the change. And so I felt good about a hundred percent of the time. Even when I was taking my class down, I was like. Let's go. Let's get this out of here. <laughs> so, so what was your hardest phone call to make? You. <laughs> That's all I. I wanted the whole world to hear that. 
Because everyone else like was was fine uh, with it, like the rest of our team. Like there was there was a few who were like, "Oh man," but it was it was. I was like, "Oh my god, Ocho is gonna be so upset." Because here's the thing: people don't realize this, and we're gonna get to your announcement because you have a small thing that we can talk about no, here. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna announce no. anything. Oh, you're not ready to say that? Mm. Oh, okay, that's fine. So regardless, you're like you could. When were you at the point where you could officially retire? Was that this year? Last year? Five years, Five ago. years ago. <laughs> Actually, six. I think it's six years ago now, technically. And you're still going. And yeah, ha- I just can't seem to figure it out. Well, and you haven't. You're, <laughs> and I mean, I've seen this, right? You haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like you've had multiple opportunities, right? I mean, you went from coaching forever, and then you're like, "Well, I'm gonna go back into the classroom," and you did that. And then things change, and you're like, well, you know, and then you're like, oh, I'll just go to this school. And so you came over here, and I'm leaving, and then you're like, ah, you know, I'll stay a little bit longer. So you have these opportunities, and you keep going. Um, and that's why it was it was kind of sad, but it's also like, you're you're probably going to you're gonna outlast me. I don't know what I'm going to end up doing. It'll be like a few decades now, and you're like, I'm still going. Yeah, I'll be like some other 75 years old. Here I am, creeping down the hallway. Hello, Mrs. Ochoa. But in any case, so the interesting thing that I think for this podcast is going to be is I'm still going to be, you know, my vision of principalship, right? For people who don't know, I want to be, the reason I want to be a principal is because I want to open my own school one day. I want to do what Ron Clark did in Georgia for Texas. That's what I want to do. And so to, and the main reason I want to do that is because I want to be a principal. I also want to teach still. And that's just really unfeasible in a lot of ways and, and, public education, not impossible. I've talked to a few principals who pull it off and maybe I can be someone who gets to pull it off a little bit, but, um, that's my, that's the end goal, right? It could be 10 years, could be 20 years, could be 30 years, whatever. End goal is that. Uh, so I need to take this step to kind of move on, but I'm still, the way I see it is, you know, a lot of principals, um, or a lot of people, I should say, still think of principal more as managers, but really my degree, my, even my certification is principal's instructional leader. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love that vision of the principal. You know, there are managerial things that still exist and there's that aspect of the job. But there's there's also being, you know, a, a, a leader, but within instruction. Right. Talking about what do we need to do as a team and really taking on that support role is, oh, this is awesome. I'm listening to my teachers. Right. I'm, I'm in the team. We're, we're coming together. It's like, yes, let's let, what do we need? Boom. And then I get to walk away going, now, how do I make that happen for them so that they can create the best instruction that they possibly can in their classrooms and support their students? I'm so excited about that aspect because I've been on the other side so long of, sitting in those meetings going, we need this, we need this, and then getting frustrated when we get like half that or even that, right? Now, right. We've, we've been very fortunate in the last, uh, you know, especially last year, but uh, for a few years of having a principal that really did everything they could for us. But I've had moments where that wasn't always true. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested to see how that changes um, – perspective on instruction because I'm going to really love coming together back on this show because it's going to be, I'm going to keep my feet in the door, so to speak. Right. And I hope to keep it in there, but I'm also learning a whole new job. So this year is going to be a whirlwind no matter what happens. Um, But I'm excited to see that dichotomy of you're on a new team, 
pushing craft and draft forward, uh, seeing how that goes. And then me maybe having the opportunity to introduce some people to craft and draft if they're interested in that, if it fits what we're trying to do on the new campus, or at the very least experiencing kind of the high school world from a, a bird's eye view, so to speak, of being in classrooms and supporting teachers and listening to teachers. I don't know. I feel like this is going to give us a whole new dynamic of the show. <laughs> Unfortunately, we, we we need an elementary voice. I think that's what needs to happen because now we, we got really the middle do. and the high. I, we need a third host to, mm-hmm. to come on and uh, like an elementary someone who is who's deep into workshop. I don't know. Yeah, that that definitely is something we could do. I uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see how you approach workshop uh, as an as a instructional leader at a high school campus because uh, actually in just a few days uh, I'm supposed to be leading our district in a workshop and uh, instructional you know professional development type thing and in, in one of our professional development days and uh, one of the things that our director asks us to do or coordinator, she was like, you, uh, we really need it to meet the high school teachers' needs as well. So that'll be interesting once you start your position tomorrow as, you know, maybe some ideas that you might have. I might be picking your brain there on what I need to make sure I include. Of course, I taught in high school for 15 years. So I've done workshop at the high school, but I did it 15 to maybe 20 years ago. <laughs> guess it was about 15 years ago well 15 17 18 there i am excited about that i'm 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 super excited i hope i do get to uh experience some of the amazing english education that's happening there because uh i the high school is what i always thought i would teach right it's the it's the group that i went in going well my high school teachers were the most significant in guiding me as a person I talk about my elementary teachers a lot, but high school really, there was just a few that really were significant. And so I was always like, well, that's kind of my model. And then I just ended up in middle school and I became obsessed with that age group and stuff. But um, I'm really excited to jump in and see, you know, like, is the canon pervasive? Are they doing whole group novels? Are they doing book clubs? Are they talking workshop? Are they doing independent reading or independent writing? Are they not? Is it successful if they're not? Like seeing it's it's really interesting because I've been in our ecosystem forever. Literally, right? My whole life I've been in this one ecosystem. So I get to step out and I'm really going to like I mean I have opinions about stuff, obviously, but I really want to jump in there and almost like be an explorer for like, I mean, literally like this first year where I kind of just experience it, you know, support obviously and, and offer input when it's valid and everything, but really just kind of take it all in and go, Oh, this is how y'all do it. This is the conversations y'all are having. Cause I know the conversations we have, and I know the conversations our district has, and I know the conversations the teachers have at district trainings, but is it the same here? And that's, that's going to be really fascinating. Cause they're not that it's not that different of a district. Um, it is in some ways, but not, it's not like, you know, I'm not changing States or I'm not going like forever away. It's literally like a neighboring district. Um, so I think that'll be interesting. Also, I, in all honesty, and I think this will be most beneficial for us as we help more and more teachers, um, move to workshop, so to speak is, is really thinking about stuff systematically. Cause that's stuff that you and I have kind of had to figure out, 
as we talk about it as our department. Our department kind of figured it out. There's probably some tightening that could have happened mm-hmm. um, in terms of a systematic approach to craft and draft, but I mean, it was pretty close. I mean, every uh, kids had knowledge of the craft and draft books. Oh yeah, all the well, way up. A, well, one of the things moving toward you know to your campus, which is now my campus only, not yours anymore. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the thing about moving to that campus is you had already started craft and draft at the sixth grade level. Seventh grade, you know what I mean. You you had already taught it to most of, oh, I think all the teachers at that point. But when I got there, the students knew. So so when they came up to me, I, all I had to do was just show them my few little nuances that are a little bit different, maybe from their sixth grade teacher. But the system was predominantly the same. I mean, you write in the in the draft book, you do your notes and all of those things in the craft book. And and uh I just can't tell you that made that transition really easy uh when it was done vertically. Does that make sense? And so um and I'm hoping that that can continue. You know, our partner's gonna be in sixth grade and in eighth grade. I know she took the eighth grade position but she'll also have a hand in that sixth grade. So she's really looked at her schedule, and it's a pretty tough one that she's chosen to have. I just want to point that out. Yeah, she's, she's excited about this uh, massive schedule shift because <laughs> she's doing honors eighth, on level eight, and uh, on level six, right? Or is she doing honors uh, six? You know, I don't know about the I know it's sixth grade. I don't know which one. I think it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's an on-level class. So she it's three preps, essentially. Yeah, and um, but she's got her hand in all of that, so she can, she'll be able to to kind of keep that craft and draft idea going. I already talked to her about that, and she obviously is going to keep keep the the two notebook system going. And so, got to hold the line. Got to hold the line. So I think that'll be good because um, she's also in the eighth grade. So I mean, so you're having some consistency there vertically, and I think that's important, no matter what level you're in. I think if you're in an elementary level, one of the things that uh, being consistent all the way throughout uh, reminded me by saying that sentence, it reminded me of when uh, a school in a neighboring district called me, their principal called me and asked me to help. And so I was able to take a few days. I had permission from my own principals at the time. And I took about four or five days uh, throughout the year and she would have me meet. So the first meeting was with uh, all of her teachers. I met with every one of her teachers and we talked about workshop and we talked about setting up workshop and we talked about the importance of everybody writing and that they can write at the kindergarten level as well as the fifth grade level. And and we talked about uh, how that would work out and I had question and answers. And then she moved the fifth grade, I mean, the kindergarten office, I didn't have to talk to them again or first grade, but from third to fifth, I met with them until the end and they would bring me work samples and we would go ahead and talk about it. Well, anyway, what they were hoping for, they were told their, their, apparently their scores as a, their state scores had dropped, you know, in that writing and, and reading area. And they were, she was pretty much told to bring it up. And so I was their solution, believe that or not, to the problem. And what was really cool is is the fact that she decided to bring everybody together at one time to say, this is the program we're doing. This is how we're doing it. And it really wasn't a program. It was more of a philosophy on keeping the student centered, choice, you know, all of that, that workshop 
offers, but it was all really workshop model. But doing that at the end um, of the year, when all the scores came out and everything, they went from being told they better get improvement all the way to getting distinguished in reading and writing. And I think it was because, and then they did it the year after that. And I think the reason, because when I was looking at the scores, I know they did it for two years after that. I only came in that one year. But what I did was that principal had the foresight to know that she needed to do this vertically. And so they set up their notebooks and all of that vertically. And I think it really made a difference. I had, um, and, and one of the last meetings that I had, you know, you always have that negative Nancy, if you will. Sorry, any Nancys that are out there, but that, you know, the negative person that just never sees the positive in anything, you know, we always have a few of those around us sometimes in, in education. And they're always like, this won't work. I don't know why we're doing this. We're always having to have these meetings, you know, those kinds of things. And so, so this lady, she goes, she raises her hand. She says, can I say one thing? And I saw the, the principals and they were like, <gasps> you know, holding their breath because they had no idea what was going to come out. And she said, I just want you to know this whole thing that you've done, this these work, this workshop idea, this philosophy and these notebooks, they have truly changed the entire culture of our school. And I just want to say thank you. This has been the funnest year I've ever had. And it was just neat that the, and the only reason I knew that she was uh, she was never negative to me, but as I was leaving, the principals were like, I cannot believe she said that. She's always the one that complains about everything, and she's always outspoken. She said, you have really done something to do that. Well, I don't think it's me. I think it's just the philosophy of workshop, and you know, I do think I have a good understanding of how it works, and so it was neat, but that that idea of vertical alignment, and I think that's what we have at our school, and I hope that you can help do that at your school. Well, and that's that's kind of the the thing I'm most excited about. Uh, well, I don't know. There's a lot of things I'm excited about, and I'm kind of you know I'm still processing is the problem, right? Because I literally start tomorrow. It's it's six o'clock right now, p.m. So I got I only got a few hours. So I'm still you know I'm walking into a whole new world tomorrow. But um, one of the things I am excited about, and this is what this is why I think we we connected in my interview. In all honesty, is because they asked me a lot of content questions. Um, but they also really dove into why I want to do what I do. They were like, I literally the, um, one of the questions they asked me was, you know, it's clear that this is them. They say you're, it's clear that you're so passionate about teaching and you love what you do and your energy, even right now talking about your classroom is, you know, it makes us excited about what your class would be like and go, why do you want to be a principal? You know? And I was like, that's a fair question. Um, and I said, it's because, that I have had my success in the classroom is, I would say it's, it's always contingent on my effort and everything else, but the, what has risen that the, the years that I look back and go, those are my key years pretty much. Right. It's been because of administration. It's people that supported our vision, that supported my professional development, that didn't just write me off because of my weaknesses, right? And everyone has them, and I have them just like everyone else. And, you know, especially our my last principal, who uh, she took us all out to eat in celebration, which was very nice. But yes. she, she was one of my most powerful mentors because she latched on to my knowledge faster than any principal I've ever had. Um, encouraged me to double down on it, allowed me to, she realized very fast that I'm someone who 
I need to, even if it's not real freedom, I need to feel like I have a lot of choice in the matter and I need to be given the go ahead to try things. Right. And when she realized that I will admit if something fails and I'll alter and I'll also listen to other things, right. This doesn't mean that I just want to try and ignore everyone. It's like, I just want to have that, that freedom to basically go right because of that, I think these last three years, and it shows in our data, it shows in how the team was built over the last three years, you know, we overcame being in trouble with our district, the state, and the federal government within three years. And it was because of quality leadership that let us do our jobs and supported us when we said we needed it, right? And to me, that's what gets me excited because <clears throat> I'm walking into a school that uh, from my perspective at this point looks like they're extremely successful. looks like they're, they're doing well. Um, there's, there's clearly strong leadership. There is, uh, there, there's a lot of energy around this school. It's, it's one of the pillars in the district, which makes me super excited. Um, and so me walking in is more like, okay, so what, what can I do to increase what they're already doing? Right. And that's, that's what gets me excited because that it's really oftentimes I feel like it's small tweaks. Like with the way we fixed our problems on our campus was just like one small tweak at a time. Right. Mm -hmm. And there were some bigger ones that we had to fix. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of it, like towards like, especially this last year, it was just small little changes, but it was stuff that really was encouraged by our administration and stuff like that. And so it's that vision, right? Talking vertical alignment, talking anything else like that. It's, it's the fact that, uh, you know, I've kind of had experience doing this on our team that I get to now, you know, being, I feel like that's what being in a place of like administration does. And I think that the people that I respect that the most, they use their influence on a campus, um, to support their teachers even more, right? It becomes, it's less about them and more about giving that energy to the teachers. And I think, I think that recipe is what has made me successful is having principals that did that. So I'm hoping I get to walk in there and do that along with figuring out, uh, you know, all the craziness that is, you know, the AP life and the high school life, you know, and, uh, it's going to be really exciting. You know, uh, this is kind of off topic. I'm so excited for, to be around drumline and band and stuff. Cause I love, I love middle school and stuff like that, but high school is a different beast in terms of that yes, energy, you know, the high school football energy and stuff. I love that. I really do. Like I wasn't too involved in it as a kid. I did drumline and stuff, but um, it's that, that energy and that celebration stuff. That's what, and that's what we've been missing in our middle school because of COVID and stuff. So I'm about to walk mm -hmm. in hopefully and just be like blasted with music and sports and everything else. And, it's going to be hype, man. I'm going to be, I'm going to be all in. We already bought merch. Kayla, <laughs> my wife, Kaylee, she, uh, she was at the grocery store the other day. And because I'm going, I'm teaching in a district where I literally live, the signs from my school are literally like my neighbors are probably going to be kids that go to the school, which is terrifying. So that's how, that's how I am. Yeah, literally. My neighbors, like I actually taught a kid. He always practices basketball right in front of my house. Yeah. And when you should have seen it the first time I walked out. <laughs> And he looked up and went, huh? He immediately yeah. left. But then he got used to it, so he's still. And then I've got people right behind me. So my neighbors literally are kids I taught last year. Yeah. And so my wife, she was at the grocery store and comes home with two shirts 
from our school. And I'm like, well, here we go. We're already in. So it's going to be interesting. That's a different vibe too, right? I've always lived mm-hmm. uh, a little bit outside of that community, not it's outside of the district. I lived inside the district for a long time, but then I moved. So this one, I'm so close. I literally, I can, the football lights I can see from, you know, my upstairs window and stuff. So it's a whole I- different beast. Yeah, I think it's neat to live in the community. You know, my mom and dad were both coaches, so mm-hmm. I've always, at, at high school level, I mean, you know, my dad really is, uh, He was he's in the top 20 winningest coaches in the United States, so he, he's a big deal or was a big deal at the time. And anyway, so I grew up with what you're talking about. That's just what I know, and that may be why I love education. I can't leave my childhood, you know what I mean? Because that was my childhood. That's all I did. I was in the classroom with mom. I mean, I helped her set up all of her stuff and, uh, you know, in her classrooms and did the same thing with my dad, except he didn't do it. He was a math teacher, so he didn't really set up a classroom because he always floated. But I, I grew up in a gym. You know, grew up mm-hmm. doing that. And, and, uh, but what was neat about living in the community is you really are a part of the community, you know, and it, it has its ups and downs. But I hear too many times that people are like, I'm not going to live in the community where these kids are. I don't want them to see my private life, et cetera. But actually, I think it makes your relationship with them stronger because they know that you live in the same place they do. So you're with them. Does that make sense? And so I found um, there was some good and bad in it. But I think even to this day, we can't, my mom, dad, and I, we can't go anywhere because my dad taught for 23 years in the area. My mom taught for 30 years in the area. I've taught for 35 years in the area. We can't go anywhere, uh, you know, and not see somebody that we have either taught or worked with. Uh, but it's because our whole community is this community because my parents lived, they, they did another, they worked in another district next to ours, another neighboring district. So, yeah, well, and that I think you'll enjoy it. Well, see, that kind of happens already, right? Like we were at dinner. We mm-hmm. saw when I, a kid that, uh, I had yes. taught my first year, this is the second time I ran into her in like the last few weeks for some reason. It's just uh-huh. a weird coincidence. Um, and so, you know, that happens and it happens more if I go to the stores around there, which I don't mm-hmm. all the time because I moved, uh, it's going to happen all the time now. And so, but that, that's what I'm saying though. I love it so much to me. It reminds me of, a. You know, I had such little community as a kid that I think as I get older, I start valuing it more. And I think that's okay. why I'm so attached to some of my groups of kids that I've taught is because it's I like I, I become like some of the people I called literally when I knew I was for sure leaving. I called their parents <laughs> and I was like, hey, I just want you to know I'm leaving Birdville. A lot of y'all, you know, because they'll see the announcement and uh you know, they'll, they'll see that. And I was like, that doesn't mean I'm gone. I was like, I still have influence. You let me know if there's a problem. I'll, you call me, I'll make sure things, you know, I'll reach out. I was just kidding. But mm-hmm. I was like on this, I was like on a serious note, you know, I'm not, it's not really me abandoning. I was like, I'm going here, but I was like, y'all are my people. And I, I just want y'all to know that before it gets officially announced and stuff like that. I was like, it's not me leaving has literally nothing to do with disgruntledness. It has nothing to do with the district. It has nothing to do with the kids. In fact, those are all the things that make me want to stay. It's the only thing forcing me out is my drive for uh, achieving more uh, opportunity and more uh, in my future goals. That's it. That's literally the only thing. And so I wanted to be clear to everyone that, uh, that was, that I cared about at that level to where I was just like, I need y'all to know. I just need so it was parents and stuff, and I've told some other people 
before the official announcement, but that community aspect is, I think I'm actually probably going to love it. You know, there is kind of like a thing where it's like, oh my God, am I going to be caught wearing, you know, these flip flops at Kroger Mm -hmm. or something like that? But you know, it is what it is there. It is what it is. I got to tell you, I got to change my gym though. Cause I know for a fact they go to that (laughs) gym right over there. (laughs) You got to change your gym. And I'm not going to be sweating over there. (laughs) It's not going to happen. I'm already not a fit human. So I was, I was telling my wife, I was like, I gotta, I'm going to, I'll take the drive to a different gym because that's, that's a little too much, but everything else I'm good. I'm good. Oh, so you have your line. You have your line. Yeah. You're not going to watch me sit there struggling to lift whatever I'm trying to do. Um, unless they want to coach yeah, me, I, I guess. If they're really I fit, actually, then by all means, be my, Well, be I had my... that. I, I went to the gym over here, uh, not too long ago. And sure enough, some of our kids were in there playing basketball and I was like, uh, don't know if I want them to see that I cannot lift this weight. That's what I said because gyms are already so, awkward anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun. I went ahead and stayed. Anyway, so to, to think of it to close. I mean, we're going to be talking about this for a while. This is going to be a huge transition, so I'm sure this will this will pop up often. And I'm interested to see how our conversations evolve through this year and and everything else. But Craft and Draft is going to be continuing. Of course, we're not closing it down. We're keeping it going. We just, we're just getting things rolling. If anything, it's about to get more. Um, Right. And I'll be very tired, but it's going to be okay. Uh, Closing thoughts today, Miss Ochoa. You're, you're, you're going to be bringing in relatively, I mean, the newest team we've had at that campus in years. We only hired you last year. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and so and now the two that we hired. Gone. Well, right, but as far as like in English, the two people that are hired are on my team. Yeah, the newest people are on my team. What? How did that happen? But anyway, but I think I'm not the only one facing these types of things. Uh, as far as new teams and changes, and you're having changes, so I would say closing thoughts for this particular episode is hey we're all in this change thing together and uh shoot if if y'all want us to talk about anything or uh answer questions about your changes and all of that feel free to ask and maybe we can we can learn and grow together that's kind of where i'm at with it and i just want to say congratulations jacob and yes it should have been the hardest phone call i'm not happy about being left alone however it's not my first time to do that either, so I'll be all right. <laughs> oh, and that is it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Subscribe so you don't miss anything. We drop an episode every single Friday. Join us on Patreon to get bonus episodes, bonus videos, trainings, and all of that. Also get ahead in all the questions. Come back next week. We'll probably be hitting uh, some heavy workshop questions since today was more of a, an update episodes so to speak i feel like it's good timing those after episode 100 episode 100 was our first core training with craft and draft kind of the the our the ground floor of supporters so to speak who are the people really propping up the podcast so it's really you know serendipitous in a way but thank you to susan natalie Lori, destiny melissa carol courtney rebecca sarah amy mark leah brandy and alicia for supporting the podcast just like you can go do that on patreon come back next week And know this, ladies and gentlemen, that we are here for you.